0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to WrestleChat Radio here on the Fan Junkies Radio Network. I'm your host, Jonathan Ragus, and alongside me, it's a three-man team today. we got Brooklyn Daniel, founder, creator, WrestleChat.net, and Jim Williams. Brett, what's going on, bud? Not
1: much, man. I am so excited for today's show that I've already soiled my pants like uh, Triple H did last night on Raw. Did you? Oh, absolutely.
0: Jim, did you soil your pants as well?
2: Well... <laughs> Geez, not the kind of program we're doing, but Brett, in your honor, it is all about the stain and how you make it, all about control. Your bladder can't hold it. All of you is wet, heaven forsaken, embarrassed and shamed, underlined and it. Uh, I thought you were going to sing that. I am
1: the stain. Thing. you're the one who made me. I left my mark, no way, you can't
2: change me. You no. pissed yourself, oh, no way, not to spray me. I am stain. don't ever mistake me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: can I continue?
1: Oh, uh, listen, I'm sure we could face a whole
0: show on that, man, but I doubt we could. One
1: yeah. minute, immediately. We're
0: <laughs> done. Oh, man, we're all done. right, man, let's, uh, let, before we start off... <laughs>
1: This week, this
0: is great. Uh, before we start, off, let's start at the phone number here: three four seven two three seven five three seven three. If you want to call in and talk to us and uh, ask questions, throw comments out, or if uh, you want to request Jim to sing that song again, man, we're here for you. I've got,
2: I've got two more stanzas. It's
0: okay. I'm sure you do. Uh,
2: <laughs>
0: let's start off with uh, Raw last night. It was a uh, good Raw. We uh, saw uh, CM uh, CM Punk versus John Cena, and we're hearing that uh, one of the uh, greatest matches we saw. We also saw. Triple H wet himself, as uh, you just heard the great Jim Williams <laughs> singing the song. Uh, Brett, start off with you real quick, man. What did you think of last night's Raw and uh, throw some of these matches out at us?
1: Uh, I thought Raw was really, really good last night. I had a really hot start, Triple H and Brock Lesnar. Uh, everybody's Everybody knows that they were kind of on a collision course again for WrestleMania 29. So that starts out. Paul Heyman, Vince McMahon exchanged some, uh, some shots with some crutches. So that was pretty exciting. Uh, Brock Lesnar comes out. Him and Triple H immediately, you know, collide. And uh, before we know it, Brock Lesnar's head is legitimately cracking into the uh, steel ring post. Gets busted open. Last night it's reported he requires 12 stitches to close it. WWE.com, I don't know whether they're exaggerating or not, now saying it took 18. But nonetheless, Brock Lesnar was a bloody mess. Honestly, from there, the rest of the show to me... Was a blur. Uh, there was a Ms. TV segment somewhere in the middle with Jack Swagger. Um, uh, shockingly, was not smoking a blunt during the segment. But he was. <laughs> there.
2: the people? Yes,
1: yeah. him and Zeb Coulter were uh, going back and forth with Alberto Del Rio about how immigrants don't belong here. Uh, we have Michael Cole who shows up at a uh, Fox News, well, former Fox News contributor uh, Glenn Beck's office, trying to get a comment from him. And uh, then the show closes with. An incredible match between John Cena and CM Punk. A match that we all knew what you know the ending was going to be. We knew how that match was going to finish, and they still had us, most of us, on the edge of our seats, screaming at our TVs. Likely at times, it was a classic. What about you, Jim? What do you think?
2: Yeah, the, the title match was a great match. I mean, it was pay-per-view caliber match. It was a main event for uh, one of the pay-per-views. That's how good a quality of the match it was. The only problem is, just like with most any Cena match that lives up to such hype, there is the moment that, you know, Cena is Cena. Uh, note to self, John Cena cannot do a Hurricane <laughs> Rana, film 11.
0: Yeah, it definitely <laughs> wasn't Rey Mysterio up there, man. That's for sure.
2: Or or Sinbacha, Akara. You,
1: you will Sinbacha. see that that finish that match on Bachman. He's damn right you will. <laughs> Whenever they can find somebody to host those videos that doesn't pull it down within an hour. But hey, you know we got to see after Cena hits Punk with this uh, with his power bomb. I immediately tweet out, "Oh my God, Cena learned a sixth move." Exactly. <laughs> and then WWE's official Twitter account actually a few seconds later sends out something uh, similar. I don't have the exact wording of the tweet, but you know they say, "Oh my God, a power bomb." And then in in uh, their hashtag was um, was sixth move of doom. And I thought that was really funny that they kind of acknowledged the Internet fans like that. Um, but, you know, to, to bust out that, to bust out that Hurricane Rana, whether he, you know, hit it correctly or not. We got to see CM Punk hit a pile driver, which apparently caused uh, Vince McMahon to blow a gasket backstage. Just a, a, a phenomenal match for TV. You know, It was yeah, nice I, of WWE to say, throw that bone to us.
2: I, I got to say, uh, CM Punk uh, with the pile driver, uh, Jerry Lawler is uh, calling gimmickage infring- for infringement on that, quite frankly. So,
0: yes. <laughs> now I got to ask you too, man, www.com putting that on Twitter. Was that the great Joey Styles behind that, man? It had to have been.
2: Oh, oh, have yeah.
0: He's the only guy that acknowledges the internet fans, man. Yeah. It's always been that way. Uh, so, uh, you know, let's talk a little bit about uh, also the uh, Undertaker's return at uh, Saturday's SmackDown house show. Uh, one of the first things I threw out to Brett right away was, wow, here comes Undertaker out from the back, and uh, he's not wearing his, uh, I, I don't know what he wears now, his little hoodie slash Rocky robe type thing that he walks out with. And, uh, Brett, would you say, oh, I guess it was just uh, spur of the moment? <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know, it was random. Um, I, I believe I was watching UFC that night and uh, when, when that happens, and I, I start seeing people on Twitter sending us tweets saying, The Undertaker, oh, my God, he's at our show. And I and, uh, didn't really believe it, but then you see him, and uh, he didn't really look like he – he didn't look that great. He looked very out of shape, which, you know, I guess is expected. It's given a year off. But um, what everybody in attendance says, you know, it looks like he, he looked really good in the ring. He was – Doing all of his signature moves, he hit his uh his rope walk uh, chop thingy, choke slamming people, the the flying clothesline. The match actually ended with a tombstone on on uh, Damian Sandow. So from what from what everybody's saying, he actually looked really good. Um, but <laughs> yeah, he he showed up in uh. He didn't have his usual attire on. He, he didn't have the hat. He didn't have the jacket or the coat or the
2: whatever the hell you want to call the thing. But um, whatever it is that lights up on fire when the pyro goes bad, yeah. But
1: it's it's a great sign because that immediately tells me, and I don't care what any website reports because Wrestling Observer, PW Insider, they're all saying, Jim Ross is also saying it. it's not a done deal that he's going to be at WrestleMania. I don't buy it. The Undertaker will not show up last, at that random house show in Texas to work a tag match for no reason. Obviously, he was there to try to get a feel, you know, for his his body and see what he can do and can't do. And from you know all all reports, it looks like uh, it's a thumbs up.
0: Yeah. And well, if he can't do one match a year, man, then uh, I guess it's time to call it quits, huh?
2: Yeah, more or less, yeah. Yeah.
0: I just hope uh, if he does come to WrestleMania, he wears his Princess Bride Holocaust cloak, because that would be great to see set on fire, man. Oh,
2: Oh my gosh. How long until we get shut off the air? Yeah, really. The Gestapo's on line five. (laughs) Hello, Gestapo!
0: Okay, let's let's bring uh, Justin Henry in here. We're going to go four-man team right now.
2: Speaking of which... (laughs) What's going on, Justin? How you doing, John?
0: Doing good, man. Thanks for joining us, as always, on, on, here on Russell Chat Radio. Uh, real quick, uh, let's talk about last night's uh, Punk and Cena match. Uh, we spoke a little bit about it in the beginning, and uh, we're hearing it's probably one of the uh, greatest matches ever on Raw. Some people are saying it is the greatest match on Raw. Uh, Brett, what do you think about that?
1: Uh, I'll get to that in a second, but uh, Justin actually wrote today for Eric dot CamelClutchBlog.com is the uh, first blog on the page at the moment. And Justin actually goes out and he says it flat out. CM Punk versus John Cena is the greatest match in WWE Raw history. So Justin, you know, tell us a little bit about where you came to that conclusion and, you know, how close it actually was in comparison to some of the other matches you had listed.
3: Well, I watched Raw from the very beginning back in 1993 and I'm, as you can imagine, they've had, you know, Sorry, stutter, tactical figure, first sentence in. They've had a lot of, you know, pay-per-view quality matches on the show. I always thought the best one was that one Cena had, you know, six years ago with Shawn Michaels, the one that went almost one hour in London, England, when Cena would just, would just went move for move the entire match. And in a lot of cases, like for 2007, that was declared match of the year, which, you know, I, I won't argue against that. But just, this was half the time, you know, 25, 26 minutes, whatever it was. And they still even in half the length of Sean and Cena, and put on one hell of a match. Just back and forth near falls, doing moves that they're not always used to doing, like the Hurricane Rana, the sit-out powerbomb, the pile driver of course. And just... You knew who was going to win. You knew they, were, they weren't going to mess with Cena and Rock, and they, they weren't going to have a double pin to get Punk involved, because it, it's too late to shoehorn CM Punk in there. But you still felt Punk had a chance to win. And that was the beauty of the match. Even when you know who's going to win and you're still into it, that's a great match.
1: Yeah, and I agree with that completely. And you hit the nail right on the head with, uh, I think everybody knew that John Cena was going to win that match. But probably, I would say, 75% into the match, you started to believe, can CM Punk actually pull this off? Or maybe we'll see some kind of I don't know, swerve ending, whether it be a double DQ or count out, or maybe they're pinning each other somehow. Maybe something like that that gets that gets CM Punk through to the match. And I too thought that was the uh, all about the beauty of the match. I thought it was a fantastic match. I thought it went back and forth. They gave it really good time. We got to see uh, specifically what made it for me were some of the moves that those that those guys did that we haven't seen in a very long time. And I thought that added to it as well. And you know what? And the crowd, you need a good crowd for a good match. <laughs> yeah the, the fans of Dallas last night were terrific. they were really into that mm-hmm. match, and they really helped make that match what it is. Oh, well, yeah, they were on the edge of their seats. It was great stuff
0: yeah so let's talk so let's talk about this now uh you know we're we're reading your piece over on Camel clutch blog justin very very good piece uh, we We enjoyed it. There's a lot of great matches in there. um uh, you're calling it the greatest match uh in raw history, and uh others do not say you know say no so uh Brent, I'm gonna ask you um was this the greatest match that you've ever seen in raw or it is top three. It's top three. To, it's
1: definitely top five. I'm not sure exactly where it is. Mm-hmm. Off the top of my head, I don't know exactly where I'd rank him, But um, John Cena versus Shawn Michaels back in 2007, the nearly hour-long match they put on uh, over in London, that is easily at the top of my list. We actually have a few people on Twitter. Um, I just tweeted out, uh, what are some of your favorite Raw matches ever? And we have... Um, at Official Cena fan and at Lady Dragon Blood, both of them. Also, that was the match they listed. HBK, HBK Cena from London. So that's up there for me. Um, also, Edge versus Ric Flair. I Justin, correct me if I'm wrong. I want to say 2009, uh, but their last man, or their uh, TLC match on Raw was fantastic. That's one of my favorites as well. And then uh, okay, 2006, and then you have Bret Hart and One Two Three Kid from back in 1994. One of the first matches I actually remember. Uh, they would probably be in my top five as well. What about
0: you, Jim?
2: Uh, Cena Michaels is there too. I was uh, doing a little research and uh, watched an old school match from the mid '90s. Uh, the Hart Brothers, Bret and Owen, going at it. No holds barred. It was a short match, fifteen minute <clears throat> match on TV, but that was a fun match to watch because they always have great chemistry together. Because well, they know each other, uh, one and one. The, the problem with the concept of Was this the greatest match of all time? In terms of in the ring, it may have been one of the greatest. But I also look at, when somebody says greatest match of all time, I also looked at some of the matches that weren't that great, per se, but had a greater impact on the company's history. And, of course, Mankind winning the title in 99 is the first one that comes to my mind, putting 600,000 butts in the seat. Uh, Thank you, Tony Schiavone, you bloke. Um, so, so I mean, y- you can have a horrible match, you you can, and it can still be one of the greatest in terms of company history. So it works both ways, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: So, what
1: about, what about you, John? What do you think? Uh, you know what? I I've
0: seen a lot of matches uh, on Raw. I'm like Justin. I've seen it since the beginning of Raw. Uh, you know, been around for a long time. I would definitely put last night's match in my top five easily. I wouldn't possibly put it at one, two, or three. Uh, there, you know, there were some great matches, and uh, one of my favorite matches of all time was, believe it or not, uh, Davey Boy Smith and Owen Hart for the uh, mm-hmm. WWE European Championship back in, uh, I believe, 96 or 97 it was. <laughs> and, uh, it, it, you know, to me, that was one of the greatest matches i ever seen on Raw. Also, uh, Eddie Guerrero and RVD for that ladder match that they had back in 2002. I thought it was phenomenal. Uh, where would I put this one? I would definitely put it in my top five, but I would absolutely put the Cena-HBK uh, 2007 match above it, because I thought that match was phenomenal. So, that's I where i go with I the best
3: for on my list, I'd forgotten Bulldog and Owen the first time around. And someone put in the comments, like, hey, where's this? And like, I sh- Usually I just say, ah, eh, fuck you, because yeah, <laughs> I've done my list. Because you're a cynic. Like, you know, I, I did my research, and I realized, oh, I, like, I felt that. I felt like, like I'd committed a sin. So the original number 10 was actually Mr. Perfect and Rick Flair's Loser Leaves match from 93. from the third episode of Raw. Yeah. Know, that had to I'll tell
1: you what, number 9 on your list is was, at the time, one of my favorite matches when it when it happened. It was uh, Triple H, X-Pac, Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko and Perry Saturn against The Rock, Cactus Jack, Rikishi, and Too Cool. And I remember at the time when that when that big match happened, I remember going to school the next day. Uh, me and you sitting in Mrs. Hawn's, uh history <laughs> class, talking talking about this match. And and it was like the whole it was like everybody in high school at that time was talking about that that big ten man tag. And that was a fantastic match. And I had kind of forgotten about it until I read your blog.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know what? There's been so many matches on Monday Night Raw that. It's easy to forget some. I mean, we've seen a lot of great matches on Raw. Not so much as of late, of course, but over the, you know, whatever, last 20 years or so, we've seen a lot of great matches. I mean, there's matches on here that, uh, you know, I love very much on your piece, Justin, but at the same time, it's like, wow, there's so many other matches. Where would I have put them in my top ten? And one of them was uh, when Evolution took on, uh, what was that, Jericho, Edge, and Benoit. I thought that was a phenomenal match, too, but would that be in my top ten? It's so hard to jumble these up, you know? So
2: yeah. mm-hmm. it's real
0: easy to forget a lot of great, great matches that we've seen over a 20 year time span.
1: Yeah, I put it this, lo- and like I said, I did put this out on Twitter. And let me just real fast mention a few people who have sent some tweets in. Uh, Alex Sandoval at Lexa P- uh, Pex calls last night's Cena versus Punk match the quote, best match I'd seen in a long time period. I'd say top five, maybe the best I've ever seen. Uh, Logan Stringfield, he is at L O L O. H-K-Y-N-C, he he says uh, Chris Jericho and Chris Benoit versus Stone Cold and Triple H Mm. back from 2001. Uh, Stephen Harvey, uh, who is at Harvey underscore S, says Corporate Rock versus Mankind for the title. No match tops Mm. that. Um, was a good one. I think that's just about all of them Tom Constantine At Tom underscore Constantine On Twitter He says favorite Raw match ever is Taker versus uh, Jeff Hardy ladder match For the undisputed WWE title And uh, Sabrina At Toxic underscore Angel uh, And I knew she was going to say this and, and I think this match is very underrated uh, Lita versus Trish Stratus Raw main mm-hmm. event 2004 uh, That match was fantastic And I, mm-hmm. I think that that match is uh, commonly overlooked
0: yeah, that was definitely probably a great the, match.
3: Probably the best women's match in WWE history, not including Alundra, Blaze, and Bull Nakano in any way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, well, actually, it was probably our
0: first wrestling match featuring women that we've got to see in many, many years. So, yeah. You know, yeah, absolutely. Real wrestling I women, think, should
3: I say. <laughs> I think I think for last night, what made Punk and Cena even more special, why everyone is, I mean, it was a great match, no doubt about it. If you want to say it's five stars, then I won't argue too strenuously. But the show before that other than the the whole Brock Lesnar Triple H pants wedding segment, was just your typical atrocious, boring, drag-ass, two-and-a-half-hour Raw.
2: Vintage and Raw, say,
3: yes. And, we, and we've been said, you know, the stupid Miz TV segment where they're talking Glenn Beck and immigration to try and sell a world title match and get these three-minute squashes with Cesaro and Cody Rhodes losing and, and the dumb blindfold match, up until that point, it just been like, oh, is this show going to end? And Punk and Cena like saviors, like Santa Claus coming in on Christmas morning, coming and save the day. And 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 that's when they do something different, something you know out of their realm. Of course, it's going to be magnified even more so. Like, wow, that's the best match I ever saw in my life.
0: Well, that and you know we don't really get great wrestling matches anymore in a row. We haven't in quite a long time. If you look at all these. Uh... Matches that you have up on yours, Justin. I mean, I think the uh, closest one was 2007, and that's yeah. a while ago already. So, mm-hmm. I, show, I, I don't think different. any
1: of us mentioned it, but uh, a few people are also tweeting about that big. Um, I'm not exactly sure when it was, uh, but the big Shawn Michaels and uh, Shelton Benjamin match, Andrew Dale and Logan uh, mm-hmm. Stringfield, also also uh, bringing that one up on Twitter as well. I mm-hmm. had actually
3: missed. I actually missed that one the first time around because I was taking my girlfriend to see the Amnesia Horror remake. I came home and my brother was like, "You missed the greatest match ever," and just, I had to watch Ryan
0: Reynolds instead. I was actually shocked that they put that match, uh, you know, together back in 2005 when they had HBK come out to uh, what was that, the Gold Rush Challenge or something like that. Yes, that was. Yeah. That was. Uh, listen, you know what, man? They put Shelton Benjamin in that type of match. Where is he now, man? He should still be in WWE. That's my opinion.
1: Agreed. I think he'll be back soon.
0: He, he's got to be, man. He was. He was just he was phenomenal. Who's stopping him man. now? Phenomenal. Listen, man. You know what? They need that kind of talent. So. All right, man, let's spin it over here a little bit real quick. Let's talk about Jack Swagger's uh, arrest uh, during this big push that he's gotten. We
2: the nation. We the people.
0: (laughs) We the nation smoking blunts, man. Uh, Brett, (laughs) what did you think of this, man? Did you think this is actually going to uh, kill his push or what?
1: Dude, what a dumbass. You are (laughs) in the midst, not even the midst. You are at the beginning of the biggest push of your entire life. I'm sorry I don't consider his, his previous world title run uh, you know, significant because it sucked. He is mm-hmm. getting the biggest push of his life. You have every news station on TV talking about you right now, talking about your character. It's still fresh in people's minds with Linda McMahon losing the election. You are finally getting the type of press that you want. You're getting your name out there, and then you're going to go and do that? You are going to... Who knows? We we still don't know what he was actually uh, under the influence of. I'm, I'm guessing it's weed, even though they they found it in the car. So he gets arrested for that. He gets arrested for driving over the speed limit. Um, what a what a dumb! I don't. Oh, it just upsets me. You are stupid as hell. That's the like getting your dream job and and walking into work with a with a big ass bottle of vodka, like you're. I can't even talk about it, Jack Swagger. You are a dumbass, and you are like. Uh, <laughs> ah, just, it aggravates me. But Wait, you, know what? What? This, you really this, feel, Brett? This guy was on his way to his biggest payday ever. The biggest match of his career and he WrestleMania. still WrestleMania. Yeah,
3: he, and he still is. is. They're not going to take but him out of it. He, but
1: he should not be. And Agreed. it's a joke. You have guys like Abraham Washington who make a, a an oh, innocent geez. little – I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. What Abraham Washington said was wrong. You can't make rape jokes on national TV. I get it. But, you know, you have guys like Rob Van Dam who – Years ago, gets arrested for pot possession. What happens to him? He loses his WWE title and his ECW title in back-to-back nights, and then he's out the door. Yeah,
3: you think Jack? I think Jack Spire will keep his job if he strangles Ricardo Rodriguez with his bow tie. (laughs) He
2: shouldn't have a job anyway. It's ridiculous. with Rob
3: Van
0: Dam, the
1: guy's
3: been
0: on the cover of high times like six times, man. They knew what they were getting into with him.
2: So. 420 somewhere every day. It's just, Come on. There's, there's no,
1: it, it needs to be the same across the board. I agree. And it's not. So because he's in a, a big storyline, it's okay. I mean, he didn't even at least, like, take him off a of raw for a week. And, like, well, give him it was. a day suspension, something.
0: Well, you know, listen, man, Naomi wasn't in any kind of big push, and she's still in WWE, and she was actually wrestling in a match last week, wasn't she? I think it's you're sad.
2: thinking of Cameron, yeah. I, was, I thought it was yeah. Naomi
0: that got it was, the,
2: Yeah, one of the two, but you
1: know, she served a 30-day suspension too. You know, and, and the, during the, her entire suspension, Brodus Clay was off TV as well. But <laughs> so well, at the same time, how many uh,
0: suspensions should Randy Orton have uh, had by now? Well, he's, 11 he, yeah, five. but
1: he, he's also on his last, you know, he's on his last warning as well. So, I mean, at least he's a I mean, What is this,
0: 18 strikes and you're out in the WWE? Pretty much. <laughs> I,
1: I mean, he's on, he's on two or three. So, I mean, I think he had a warning and then he had two official uh, strikes. So, technically, he has, yeah, three times now. I guess what? Ne- next one is
0: out. man shakes his finger at you and says, never again. This is your well, John, warning. You
2: you, John, you make an interesting point, though. and you know, I'm, I'm, I beg this with, my colleagues on the North American Wrestling Connection presented by WrestleChat.net on clw com. Smirk. <laughs> no, but, seri- but seriously, serious point I want to make. Uh, Jack Swagger, the whole situation with marijuana and what have you. Yeah. Uh, do you think that you, WWE officials are really in a bind? Because go back and think about Bruno Martino being in the Hall yeah. of Fame the whole thing about the drug policy and the changes in the drug policy. That's why he said, okay, I'm game to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Now, this happens. The people in Titan Tower are probably, you know, running around like chickens with their heads cut off over what to do. Uh,
0: what to do is to do the right thing. I mean, it's, it's going to suck for the brand. It's going to suck for TV because this is a great thing. But you know what? Like Brett says, the punishment needs to be the same across the board. It doesn't Agreed. matter if you're John Cena or if you're uh, – I, I, I don't off. know who's one of the guys that you, you never seen. Zach Ryder. I don't know one of these little dopey guys on the bottom of the brand. So it's uh, you know it's got to be the same across the board. So mm-hmm. I agree with Brett on that. I
3: agree. Well, I think yes. in Zack Ryder's case, I think I, I think for him at WrestleMania, what's probably going to end up happening, even though not everyone realizes it now, he's going to job and he's going to job hard. Probably worse uh, than Daniel Bryan did last year WrestleMania. No,
2: no, not necessarily. Not necessarily. I mean, there's a, there's a situation, Justin and gentlemen, where. Jack Swagger can win the belt only to lose it within about uh, two minutes to some guy who might have a boot
0: case. Yeah, well, you know, something like that happened, but I mean, his name is going to go down as a two time champion. His they, could, they could
1: have easily last night had, uh, you know, Swagger and Del Rio exchange some blows, Del Rio lock on the cross arm breaker, maybe snap his arm or whatever. You got six weeks, and then get Jack Swagger home on his couch, let him think about what the hell he did, and you still have Zeb Coulter every week coming out acting as his mouthpiece. He could have done it perfectly.
0: Well, Maybe. you know what, man? They're not going to do that because you know what? If they were going to do something like that, I don't think you would have saw these uh, shoots that they did with Glenn. So, so they would still do it because it's not Jack Swagger who's getting all the Main Street hate. It's Zeb Coulter.
2: Well, absolutely, he could
0: have absolutely. still gotten away with it. Yes, but, but Zeb I'm, Coulter is the voice of Jack Swagger. You know what I mean? That's you know that's what we're doing here. So, I mean, is there the you know
2: Unlispy voice? Yes. Yeah,
0: you know what? So so that's the thing. I mean, you're not going to you know will you see Zeb Coulter without a Jack Swagger eventually? Possibly, but are they going to put Cesaro. somebody else because? Dutch Mantell is not going to be able to get in the ring and take some shots. You know what I mean? They're going to have to put somebody next to him for that. So mm-hmm. well, who else would it be?
3: Why not have, a, you know, as Brett said or James said, I can't remember which one. You know, have Del Rio's snap, Jack Swagger's arm on Raw yeah. last night. Put him out of commission. Now, culturally, oh, shit, I need somebody else now to put in his place. Get Mark Henry. Talk Mark Henry. Like, like I'll get you a title shot, but you've got to help me with my rhetoric. You know, help me promote anti-immigration. Help me promote, you know, get all the illegals out of the country. And Henry, who... In character, has done things for money before, and who and who wants that glory. You know, he'll be the avatar for Zeb Coulter, and and does he have someone who's actually over with the crowd as Henry's proven lately, and is right. a, a, con- a convincing main eventer? Just shoehorn Mark Henry in however you can. I like it, man.
0: I like it. I like a new stable, the Nation of Immigration, man.
1: Oh jeez, yeah. We we are definitely not going to be on the air next week. <laughs> oh yes, we. will. It's all your fault, right?
0: Yes, we will. Listen, man. You know what, man? If we can do these types of things in the WWE and still be on TV the next day, we'll be here next week.
1: Sure. Good point.
0: Great stuff. All right, man. We got a little over uh, four minutes left in the show. Uh, real quick, Donald Trump going into the WWE Hall of Fame.
2: Huge. It's gonna be huge. <laughs> right. <Brad, laughs>
0: Does he deserve it? If he doesn't, who else deserves to get a narrow over Donald Trump.
1: I mean, I guess, I guess Donald belongs in there in the celebrity wing. I guess, uh, preferably me. I would have preferred to see Mister T go first. Um, but I'm guessing New York City had a bit of an influence on uh, Donald Trump going in.
0: Yeah, Joe, what do you think?
2: Uh, me or Jim? No, him. I'll go first, sure. Jameson? What do you think, man? <laughs> How dare you, sir? Uh, Trump definitely deserves to go. And, I mean, he's been involved in part, for the better part of two-plus decades with WWE, F, whatever you want to call it, going back to WrestleMania's four and five. I definitely deserves it, but come on. You know I'm a game show guy. Gameshowgarbage.com, by the way. Um, so I got to say Bob Barker deserves to get in before he croaks. Um <laughs> Well, the man's like almost ninety. He's yeah, time on this earth. they you know yeah, you help control the Bob Barker population. Well, if you're order. talking about hosts,
0: uh, why don't you talk about uh, American Gladiators host Mike Adamley?
2: Oh well, that's that's without saying he's an Adamly original. Jeff Harvey going to induct him? <laughs> yes, Jeff Harvey. Yes.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, man, Justin, what do you think? Man, is Donald Trump on?
3: It's it's whatever. I mean. It, it's all for me. media attention, celebrity wing. It's just like, eh, you know, whatever, put whoever you want in. I mean, as long as the yeah. big guys get in, like, Foley and Bruno and one day Randy Savage and one day Ultimate Warrior, then it's all fine. Just, I mean, freaking James Dudley is in mean, and all he did was drive guys to the arena. Good, <laughs> there you go. He had
2: Drew Perry in the freaking Hall of Fame. Come on.
3: Fridge did one match. Trump actually did more than Fridge did. Trump popped yeah. the body from... Media 23 was the Battle of the Billionaires of Vince, so you could say he's a draw.
1: And don't forget the commercial free Raw where he dropped $100 bills from the ceiling. Make yes. it rain up in here.
3: Well, listen, man, you know, if we're going
0: to go down that route, then any, every guest star that they had a couple of years ago between uh, Shaq and Hugh Jackman and who else, man, they'll, uh, oh,
3: they'll yeah, eventually man. get into the WWE Hall totally. of Fame. Next year, you're gonna you're be
1: Snooki. Snooky. Nope. Snooky. Happy to be here for WrestleFest weekend. <laughs>
0: Oh, man, Stunky, I hear that, man.
3: All right, man, we'll wind it down here. Justin,
0: man, as always, thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate it, buddy.
3: Thanks, thanks, John. Thank you, Brett and Jim. Thank Justin, you. Real fast
1: before you go, tell everybody where they can uh, see your work.
3: Uh, you can find me on RussellCraft.com. You can find me on Twitter at, at, at RussellCraftJRH.
0: Very good. Awesome, man. Thanks, Justin, man. We appreciate thanks.
3: it. Thanks, man. Take
0: care. All right, man. Well, we're uh, winding down here. Another uh, fine, fine episode of Russell Chat. Probably uh, one of our best yet. And uh, waiting for some uh, death threats coming through our emails pretty soon, man. After today, uh, so
1: Glenn, see, <laughs> Glenn Glenn Beck at theblaze.tv.org in your email.
0: Uh. You know you crossed the line. I mean, I'd, I'd, a, I'd welcome that. I'd like to sit down and have a nice conversation with Glenn Beck. So.
1: Next next week,
0: definitely, uh, I want to
1: talk a little more about the Hall of Fame. And uh, Next week, I think what I want to do is uh, let, let's compare uh, some of these Hall of Fame classes. A lot of talk this year about right. how stacked this class is. So.
0: Absolutely. We'll definitely do that uh, next Tuesday, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Join us here on WrestleChat. So let me say thank you to Jim Williams for joining us today our Third Man. You can catch Jim over at the CLW83network.com. And as always, thank you, Brett. WrestleChat. For uh, letting us do WrestleChat Radio Here on the Fan Junkies Radio Network We appreciate it And thank you to the listeners for tuning in And uh, we hope to uh, Have you all here again next Tuesday at 2pm Eastern Time So for Jim, Brett, I'm Jonathan Ragus. We will see you Tuesday 2pm Have a good day everybody
1: It's all about the stain